sure. I think you're sure. going to be in the the low to mid threes is like where the where it needs to be priced. Okay. Welcome back to this special video series. This is video two, where I'm gonna get on the phones and show you how to make offers on distressed real estate properties using real case studies. On this video, you'll get to look over my shoulder and watch me make an offer to a motivated seller live on a hurricane damaged property in the Florida Keys. You'll see firsthand how I build rapport, justify my position, posture my low offer, and reset the expectations of the seller. All of that and more coming up. For a limited time, you can get a free copy of Jerry Norton's Quick Start Kit with everything you need to flip your first house in 30 days or less. Download it now at myquickstartkit.com. If you're new here to this channel, I'm Jerry Norton with FlippingMastery.com, and this channel is all about ways to help you make money wholesaling and flipping real estate so you can live your dream life. Be sure to subscribe and turn on the bell notifications so you don't miss new videos. Just like in video one in this special video series, while at a two-day in-person small group private training with my elite mentoring and partner students, where I teach my proprietary system for doing three to five deals a month consistently in the next 30, 60, 90 days, we did one of my favorite things, which was to get on the phones live and use a real deal where I model my three-step process for how to make offers. And if you'd like to learn more about my mentor and partner program, just go to FastTrackWithJerry.com and register for a free training. And just like on video one, on this video, I'm going to break down the call so that you can see it in action. By the way, if you missed video one, I'll put a link to that video in the description box below so you can watch it later. Now, my hope with doing this video series is to show you how to make offers on the phone and give you the confidence that you can do the same thing. Now, when I first got started in real estate 15 years ago, I was very intimidated to talk to sellers, but with practice, it becomes natural and easy. And if you learn and follow my three-step process, you will have great success. So the deal that we're gonna break down on this video is an off-market hurricane-damaged house in the Florida Keys owned by a private seller, so no agents are involved. Now, prior to calling the seller, I did a full deal analysis and I determined that the value in the property was in the lot. Several spec investors in the area have been buying existing homes, tearing them down, and building new multi-million dollar homes. So I was able to determine looking at sold comps that other spec investors have been paying close to $400,000 for a pad-ready buildable lot. So step one when making an offer is to build a relationship of trust. And the best way to do that is to show interest, ask questions, and ultimately get the seller to talk. Some sellers are open and eager to share their situation. Others aren't and require you to help them open up. The more they open up, the more they like and trust you, and people want to do business with people they like and trust. So let's cut to the call now, and I want you to pay special attention to how I use this step. You'll notice that I don't say anything about my offer price yet because I first want the seller to feel comfortable with me. Take a look. Yeah, hello, Cecil. This is Jerry Norton. I'm uh, calling you about your property. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, do you have a minute? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, sorry to call so late. I'm over on Pacific time, so it's still... No, no, you're not, call, you're not calling late. I'm, okay. I'm fine. Anyway, so yeah, nice to talk with you. Okay. I do a lot of new construction, kind of higher-end luxury homes. Oh, sure, okay. And um, cool. haven't done anything in the Keys, but have done done some stuff kind of like that in other markets. Kind of familiar with that model a little bit. And oh, good, good, good. Yeah, working with Rich, trying to look for a property out there in the Keys that makes sense. Yeah, there's a market for, for the new builds out there. You know, they're tearing down old, older houses and putting up new ones. Right, that's what I that's what I heard. I mean, I, my situation, what happened was uh, Irma came in and knocked us out. <laughs> what do you mean? The, oh, uh, the hurricane. hurricane. Yeah. What did, what did it do to the, to this property? It damaged it? Yeah. 
It damaged the it damaged the house. Oh yeah, how yeah, bad? It damaged the house. Uh, bad enough to where it, it, I lost everything inside the house. You mm. know, pretty much. That's you know that's part of the deal. I yeah. I grew up in Florida, and you know, and I'll always go back. I love the Keys is my favorite place, especially Almorada. Where I Where do you live now? Right now? I live in Arizona. Oh, you do? Yeah. We're neighbors. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I live in Arizona. I live in Scottsdale. You're kidding me. <laughs> no, 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 Wow, that's so yeah, funny. I know it is funny, but I got the house, and I. But my goal was to basically between you and I was to uh, uh, before this happened, everything else went down, and I had to go back and, and work. So I went back to work with uh, with another company that we do high security fences all over the country. But I'm a project manager and troubleshooter and all that for them and all. But anyway, um, what I did was, you know, we wanted I wanted to be end, up, end up being down there obviously for the winter. But right now the way things are going, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to end up selling it and doing whatever because I can't really afford to have that and this and everything else. Yeah. At this point, you know what I'm saying? You, it doesn't work. Were you able to do like an insurance thing on it and get some? I've, I've got some of it. We're still working on that right now. Yeah. 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 So hopefully so that. You know, when you're dealing with citizens, you know how that goes. Right. They're trying to, they try to find a way not to pay. Exactly. How long does that usually got, take? Does that take a while? Well, it's, it's been a while. Yeah. I'm ready to close it out pretty soon. Are you? Um, I'm going to go I'm going to sell it. I just I had to think about it for a long time. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna end up letting it go because I, I really can't at this point can can afford to keep it with everything going on. So gotcha. Bottom line is I'm I'm uh I'm gonna sell it off and I I need to to do it pretty shortly. Well, good because we're kind of looking, so maybe we can work something out. Okay, so nothing earth shattering here, but he did open up, and as a result, we found out the situation. He owns a property in the Florida Keys that was flood damaged by the hurricane. Now, he originally planned to live in the property for the winters, but he ended up going back to work, and now he lives in Scottsdale, Arizona, which is where I live, and that's why that was so funny. We're both sitting in Scottsdale talking about a property on the other side of the country. But most importantly, he revealed that he can't afford the property, and he's finally ready to sell. Now, the point of step one is to not find out all of that information, although that was a nice byproduct. The point is to establish a relationship of trust, and this only needs to take a few minutes, but now I'm ready for step two, which is what I call resetting expectations. This is where you need to posture your low offer or build a case for your low offer that's about to come. Now, this step is especially critical if your offer is really low in comparison to the seller's asking price, which is very common. In this case, the seller wanted 480,000 and my offer is 300,000. Now, the best way to reset the seller's expectation is by using market data to justify your position. If you remember in video one of the video series, I used a recently sold similar comp on the same street to logically justify my position for my offer price. Now, in this case, I do the same thing. Listen to how I use market data to get the seller to come down from the 400s into the 300s. I mean, I've taken a really good look at the spec home market there. In the past year, there's been four or five homes that are similar lot, you know, on the canal, but not the like the, the big ocean ones. You know, it seems like stuff selling for like around 300 to 350 a foot. Most of the other spec investors that have done what we want to do, which is buy it, build new, sell it, they're paying around the th the 300s for a lots. So that's what there's there's four comps that all sold like in the 300s and that kind of aligns with the numbers I think that it's going to take when you factor in bill, demo, you know, holding costs, selling costs, you know, make some money. 
All right, so notice how I used market data and I pointed to four other comps and what other spec investors are doing and how they're paying in the 300s for similar lots. And my goal is to get the seller to realize that he needs to be in the 300s and not the 400s. Now, it's hard to argue market data. How can he logically expect to get 480 for a teardown if other investors are paying in the 300s? Now, at this point, I haven't really given my offer. I've only alluded that I need to be in the 300s. And how do you think he responded. Do you think he'll tell me that there's no way he'll sell it in the 300s and to never call him again? Take a look and find out. You know, I understand that and I'm, I'm smart to realize that anybody is going to come in and build in that area. There's a lot of new places going in and they're doing the same thing because they, they want to obviously protect their investment so they're not building ground level anymore, you know? And I understand that. I totally understand that situation. So I totally understand that. That's what he said. Look, he's a level-headed guy. He sees what the other investors are doing. He knows they're tearing down old homes and building new ones. So when I told him they're paying in the 300s, he understood. Now, had I just come out and made my offer for 300,000 without step one of building rapport or without step two of building a case for my offer price, he probably would have hung up the phone on me. Okay, so finally it's time for step three, which is to make the offer with confidence. Now, since I knew he was originally at 480 and I felt like I got him in the 300s, I wanted to ease him down to 300. Take a look at how I do it. So I'm, I, I think that's probably the number that would work for any of those other, like if you were to go to any of those other guys, if they were to buy, Sure, I think you're sure. going to be in the the low to mid threes is like where the where it needs to be priced. Okay. There I, have I, been. I know what you're saying. I, never... I mean, there are there are there have been some comps that have sold like closer to four, but the lots are like build ready. Sure, sure, I understand. I'll tell you what I'll do, Jerry. I'm going to be my wife's out with her, with her sister right now. Okay. But what I'll do is uh, I'll discuss it with her. And can I give you back on this on the call on this thing sometime tomorrow, maybe? We're neighbors, so we can go to lunch if you want sometime. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. So you notice I was still vague with my offer. Notice I said in the mid to low 300s. Now I still didn't say 300,000 because I'm baby stepping him down to 300. We went from 480,000 to the 300s to low to mid 300s. I even said, if you were to go to the other investors in that area, that's what they would pay. Now again, I'm helping him be realistic about what his property will sell for. And he said he understood and would talk it over with his wife. So now we have a follow-up call. And now that I have him mentally prepared for the low to mid 300s, my next move is to do a final baby step down to 300,000 and see if he'll accept and then we can execute an agreement. Now, if I can get this deal for 300,000, my plan A is to demo the house for approximately 25 to 30,000 and then flip it as a pad ready buildable lot to one of the spec investors in that area for around 400,000 to 425,000. Now, remember the three steps. Step one, build a relationship of trust. Step two, reset expectations using market data. And step three, make the offer with confidence. Now, I hope you found this live case study helpful. This is video two in a series of live videos where you get to look over my shoulder and watch me break down how to make offers using my three-step process. So be sure to be on the lookout for video three in this series. I'll put them all in a playlist and I'll put that playlist link in the description below. Now, if you found this video helpful, hit that like button and leave a comment and let me know your biggest takeaway watching me on the phone with this seller on this deal in Florida. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel with hundreds of videos and new videos released every single week. This is the number one channel on YouTube for all things wholesaling and flipping. And don't forget, it's not about the money, it's about having the time and freedom to have, be, do, and give everything that God has in store for you. That's what it's all about, and I'll see you on the next video.